Hello, welcome to Wisdom Moment with Prophet Benjamin Fodjo. He is a voice called to restore the dignity of humanity, to demonstrate the power of the Holy Spirit, to reveal the true identity of Christ in us, to raise and build people of absolute dominion, to raise a fearless generation, to bring salvation to the unsafe, revival to the brokenhearted, liberate men from captivity, to reveal the absoluteness of the Holy Ghost, to break the walls of denomination and bring about unity in the body of Christ across the continent. And now, today's message. Somebody say amen. Amen. Are you blessed, friends? Yes, prophet. Clap your hands together for Jesus. The book of Proverbs, chapter 11, the verse number 3. Like I promised today, um, it is well. Probably, I might do a quick review of everything I spoke about the month of February. If you studied carefully, you realize that ever since the year began, I have centered my messages and teachings around how to work impactfully in your life. If that makes sense. Yes. But because I'm not active here on Sundays, I'm not able to do a continuity. That is why I always encourage people to come for the Wednesday and Friday services. If that makes sense, friends. So that we all know that we are following one pattern of truth. The Lord is good. Now, anytime I'm chance to speak to God's people, you realize that the enemy is on a search. The enemy has an assignment. And the enemy's ultimate wish and goal is to enthrone himself as God upon people's life. The enemy can't go into a place you're invited into. So ignorance gives the enemy direct invitation to a man's life. The Bible says when a demon possesses a man, you cast him out with the name of Christ. But you need knowledge to seal that understanding of yours. If not, that demon that left will come back again. In fact, in more serving stronger ways to you. If that makes sense. I want you to know that you are a resource of your thought patterns. Your life is not different from the way you think. You can't blame anybody. Your ignorance is your mountain, not a witch. Your current problem did not happen because the enemy interceded. There was that place whereby the enemy infiltrated the soul. But everything is built on a man's mindset, I'm telling friends. That vision that scares a man empowers a man. Let me break it down for you. That water, hot water you are scared of, boils the egg. Or am I communicating? Nobody will ever entertain a hot water. Let me pour hot water on your skin. You will give up on your soul now. But the egg needs that hot water to become food for you to eat. If that makes sense. So you realize that everything about life thrives on what a man thinks of. You can't be different from what you think. You are what you think. So when I see believers wanting to work in God's promises, neglecting how God wants us to talk about the scripture, I pity them. 
Please, when I teach, listen to me. You need these messages. Am I communicating, friends? That idea where people want to be feel very comfortable is, is a wish of the enemy. Am I communicating? Because emotion is an enemy to spirituality. The enemy is making people feel so comfortable that they are gradually driving away from what we call the truth. Yesterday, Mama showed me a video of a self-acclaimed prophetess in Ghana that said, not unto your peace nature, you can't walk in dominion. So the lady believes in pouring libation as an act of thanking God for life. And you know, believers are listening to such people. All because the church has become a comfort zone. That idea where people really want to probe into knowledge has become a burden. I'm not talking church here. You know, yesterday I was speaking to somebody and someone told me that it's uncommon to see pastors live in Europe do what you do. So tell us what to do. The issue is, we don't live because of the government of the system here. We, we have lived above the understanding. Am I communicating? If you enter into any territory, if you enter into location, there are principles that guide lo the every location. So you realize the power that watches over Europe is comfort. Am I... <laughs> okay, I had a conference in Cameroon. When I stepped in Cameroon, when the Lord opened my eye, I saw a strong demon that was spreading alcohol and sexuality. That's a demon over the country. If that makes sense. When I entered into Nigeria, I saw a strong blood that was speaking against the lives of men. And this had to do with murder. Am I communicating? So, when you enter into any territory, there are spirits that, that watch over the affairs of the country. Now, there is a way and how they make the people there think about life. Because not until you are wiser than the spirit, you can't overcome their power. That's why Paul says, in judgment day, we can judge even angels too. Because the strength you possess is as good as that of God. You are God in person. And one thing that makes God important to creation is it's consistent to reveal knowledge to mankind. When people are out of God's knowledge, it's easier to become the enemy's prey. I'm not talking, friends. So, Europe has made people feel comfortable about life. So, you, you wake up in the morning, you have what to eat. And it is killing you gradually. It is killing you gradually. It's easier for men to go in search of God when things are tough for them. I'm telling you, friends. That's why they come to God and they choose how to serve God. Am I making sense here? Am I making sense here? The God of the Bible is not the God of denominations. He's the God of intimacy. Do you hear me? God doesn't have a special dealings with those in Europe. He doesn't operate like that. If you go to America, he's still God. Come to Asia, he's still God. Go to Africa, he's still God. The issue is the people's character are not matching what they see. It is taking me to a message now. When God says a man has integrity, it means you have actually communicated your words into your action. Pastor Chris said something in a funny way that people claim they've given their hearts to God, but they didn't die. 
Some said, I have given my life to God, but they didn't die. They are still alive. <laughs> you have not died. I will make this as a church. Okay, let, let me break it down so that everybody gets a message here. You see, the system here forces you to go to work every morning, two of us. Talk to me, church. Talk to me, church. I'm all right. Uh-huh. Now, you are either compelled to work at night or compelled to work in the day. I was in London last week. A lady told me, a man of God, I just came back from a 12 hour shift. Some have like three jobs because the things are just too expensive in that country. If that makes sense. Yes. <laughs> now, you realize that once you begin to get what your soul is satisfied with, the need to serve God for the benefit of the Spirit leaves you. You know, till date, people don't know why they must serve God. Let me give you guys my and you disgrace me here, I'm telling you. From the ask, why, why do you serve God? There would have to be a physical need attached to that statement of yours. It's hard to find an end time believer in this generation telling you that they are serving God because they are meant to serve God. They, they can, that is why they can easily face trouble and forget God. Their characters in the place of pain and trouble will show us who they are. That's why the confession of a poor man is never pleasing to God. He, he can't take pleasure in that. Because you have actually come to love him because of what you are suffering from. Which until comfort becomes your friend. If that makes sense, friends. Don't understand the power of intimacy, the need of going in for God or for God. If you truly love a person, you wouldn't want to spend a second without not having them around you. If that makes sense, friends. Every second, every hour, every day, you've made their beddings your beddings. If that makes sense, you have made their priorities your priorities. You have you have prioritized their life above yours. In fact, you don't see yourself as important. Everything about you is them. If that makes sense, friends. When, when you marry a wife or a husband, in fact, the wife changes her name through us. Oh, God is good. All because you're trying to tell your husband on the day of marriage that I am finally leaving the house of my father and I'm joining with you in your house and that every doctrine you live by will become my mandate. I was telling today about something about Elijah and Elijah. Elisha told Elijah that your soul shall become my soul and your God shall become my God. You know what it means? It means everything that makes up your system as a prophet, I've, 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 I've sworn to be a part of your community. So even if it's evil you are doing, let evil become my personality. Such, such realm, God wants men to enter there. <laughs> oh God. Have I communicated here? Am I teaching here? So, that desire to see more of God compels you to pray. So, when I come to church and then prophet isn't in the prayer, I shouldn't have pride to sit down. It's stupidity. Am I talking here? Because the image projected here is not a gift, but a giver called Jesus. That, that desire should compel you to fast. I shouldn't declare 40 days before you fast. 
That, that love of God in you must make you feel uncomfortable if you are still eating. So somebody can eat for, for like 400 days. To fast from 6 to 6 is wahala. All because they know prophet will pray for them. Hey. <laughs> there are things in God. God will not permit my mouth to see it. If that makes sense. Yesterday, I was having counseling on phone. I was crying and thanking God for the gift upon my life. No. <laughs> you know, we, some things were not permitted in my microphone. If I were to live in Africa, where we had liberty, then I would just say things. I was in tears. When I watched how God began to tell me things about his life, and these were deep stuff you, you would never know. Deep matters. And I realized that people need God above any other thing. Your, your only property is God, not your investment. Did you hear me? Did you hear me? You don't have any reality attached to your name aside Jesus. Your, your credential should be more of Jesus and nothing else again. Have an understanding. May God present the generation. Clap your hands together for Jesus. Have I blessed you here? Let me teach what God gave us on the month of February. And let's pray. The book of Proverbs. Okay. <laughs> the integrity of the upright will guide them. But perversity of the unfaithful will destroy them. Powerful statement. Give us a different version, please. Thank you, Holy Spirit. No, different verse. The verse 3. Honesty guides good people. No, give me a different version, please. I don't like... I don't like... Okay, let's try. Now, try... MSG. Now, I don't have the idea whereby. Okay, let's let's stick to New King James version. I just no. No, let's stick to New King James version. Okay. Oh, really? No, let's, let's stay here. Let's stay here. I know I'm saying this. Fine. God is good. Okay. Sometimes, if you don't stick to these original versions, other versions can confuse you too. So let's stick to this. I'm going to go, friends. Okay. So the Lord told us that the month of February is the month of what? Integrity. God is good. So I, I wouldn't speak much about this. But I'm going to pick this from a little object and we proceed. If you study the nature of God, 
One thing that describes his essence is the word holiness. The word holiness comes from the word oneness. The Bible says when God saw the need of extending his kingdom upon the earth, he said, let us make man our own creation in our own nature and our own image. Now don't forget that it wasn't his decision. It came because a tripartite being understood the cause of that. So God the Father spoke and a sentence was given by the Son and a sentence was given by the Spirit. If that makes sense. So that idea whereby the Spirit became one with the Son and the Son became one with the Father is called holiness. They became one. When the Lord says a man is holy, it means you are in oneness with the one that made you. So my father married my mother and they became one. They don't become two people. Two as in physically, but it's one in spirit. So God says when a man is holy, it means you have, you have, you have entered into the image your creator emanates. If that makes sense. In other words, I dare not see any other thing you do aside Jesus Christ did. So the Pharisees came to Christ and said, where is your father? Tell us who your father is. And he told them, look at me. In other words, everything that spoke of the life of Christ was that of God. Am I communicating? So if someone says I'm holy because of who I am to God, without you not giving me any underlining character, I disbelieve that confession of yours. There was nothing like living a private life or a personal life. You don't get me. Because what you think is personal or private is God's system of announcement. Because every system written in the scripture that must give them benefit will have to be personalized through mankind. So you don't have a life of your own. You can't say it's my personal life. Your personal life is not anyone's concern. You didn't give me church. That is why no one does things in secrecy and claim no one has seen them. Spirit saw you do. Am I communicating? I'm picking integrity from this angle because I want you to know the weight of this matter here. So God has integrity, not because He's holy. His words are not different from his actions. He does what he says. And anything that he has not spoken, his act can't form that. Before the Lord makes any promise, he looks at his capacity, capability. We believe the promises of God because of how integral he is. So when God says he wants men to live a life of integrity, it means you should match your character with your statement. He says, the people praise me with their mouth and lips, but their heart is far from me. That's no integrity. Now, don't forget that according to scripture, your life must be a daily continuity of a man's devotional. In other words, if I read Gen Genesis or Galatians or Exodus, even if I don't read my Bible in the morning, any man that has integrity must continue the scripture I didn't read today. You didn't get me. Oh, am I communicating? Now, your life is a Bible. What you hold in your hand is a Bible. But that life of yours is the living factor of the written word. You didn't get me, church. 
oh, am I communicating here? When I look at the life of Jesus, if you tell me that Christ loved people and forgave them of their sins, and in your personal life, you can't forgive men for the wrong they do, you don't have integrity. Am I communicating, church? When God says a man has integrity, it means there are values you have set for yourself. There are things you have set for yourself. When I speak of values, it means things you value the most. Or am I complicating church? Principles you have held in honor that will guide you in living in honor of the one that's created you. Okay, how many of you ever attended boarding school here before? Boarding school. Okay. For how long? How many years? Five years. What about you? Same. What about you? Seven. What about you? Okay. Where was your dad when he was sending you to the, to the um to the boarding school? It was home, right? Okay. <laughs> I'm sure you cried in your heart when leaving the house. If that makes sense. Because you knew that the school wouldn't give you what the house would give you. If that makes sense. But I believe they gave everyone an advice here. Two of us. That as you are going. Praise God. I remember my mom left us to Europe. Anytime she calls us, she wants us to be very careful and want me to take care of my smaller siblings. Meanwhile, she was bigger than me in size. So when I sit in the car, I sit on her lap. Can you imagine? So the issue was who takes care of who now? That's not thinking of me now. That's her job. <laughs> Somebody say fire. That's her job now. She was saving grace. She was saving grace. Somebody say, hey, <laughs> am I complicated, Jack? Now, you realize that you couldn't do anything unnecessary even when you are at will. Because you realize that that place wasn't your home. If that makes sense. You realize that everything you did there was in honor of the one that made you. You knew that it wasn't easy for a man to pay school fees for you. Am I right? So some of you even had to go with, with food. Am I right? You had, we had trunks. And you had, you had all kind of food. Am I right? Ah. And you know, you, you, you had to manage everything well. Because you knew that it's either they come back after three months. Or after six months. Or some don't even come at all. So... It's either you find a senior, a senior prophet at school where you call the person your school mother and the person will, will, will keep your provisions for you. If not, Wahala has come to you. <laughs> oh, praise God. Now, you realize that there were principles they made for us. In other words, as early as 5.30, you need to bath because by 7, you are going for assembly. If that makes sense. Uh-huh. You know, this student here born in Europe didn't even see anything here. No. Obama enjoyed. You're born here, right? Mm. So you were asked to wear white socks and then black shoe, if that makes sense. Yes. You had to trim your nails. And you couldn't have any line in your hair. Hey, you were seen as the devil. Every morning you had to recite the national anthem. God is good. Now, you feared your teachers more than your parents. 
And they were poor too. Very poor people. God is, <laughs> God is good. Now, you, you knew that they could discipline you. If that makes sense. It's you also. These teachers of yours, I mean, I, I, I feared mass teachers. Because almost every morning you will have to recite, how do you call it? Is it the multiplication table? So two times one, two, two times two, four. Hey! God is good. Oh, praise God. Uh-huh. Now you realize that now, even though we felt that they were actually imposing things which we didn't like to do, it made us discipline. Now, do a study here. Look at the generation of our mothers. And look at our generation. You see two different things. One generation held integrity. They held character in high. But you realize that in our time, people are at liberty. They've asked men to do what they feel like doing. And the older generation is now seconding to what we think is free. Meanwhile, nothing in life is free and cheap. The Lord told me that the amount of anything you need in your life is how much of your life exchange for it. The price for whatever you determine to have in life is the amount of life you exchange for it. I'll come back to that. Now you realize that we were, we were, we were taught to live a life of discipline knowing that we had somebody watching us. Now, God says, when a man has integrity, means you have an aligned principle. You wouldn't watch your flesh break. If that makes sense. These are instructions I can't watch myself break. Now, God says, it's not hard receiving what you want. But what I want to give you have been placed in principle. And those principles, they wouldn't come because you prayed. They would come because you, they saw me, you. Everything you see at work in the life of Christ isn't working because God is God. It's working because God has integrity. He lives by the things he sees. So every virtue that emanates from him has the power to judge on his behalf. So every virtue is both a judge and judgment. Chris, come here. Come. Am I teaching your friends? Wait. Be fast. Why are you seeing your jacket? I'm feeling good. Stand here, sir. God is good. Great. So you see our Uncle Chris. What should his answer? What should God do for you? What should God do for you? Everything. Okay. <laughs> but Chris says God should do, him, do everything. Okay. You need one thing. Okay, yeah, plenty. So you don't even want to live longer in this world. You want to live long. Okay. So our brother here wants to live long. Somebody say amen. That's his prayer. He wants money too. <laughs> Somebody say amen. So this man here wants to have money. May God give you money too. Can I teach you? Right. 
So we've been taught to believe that once you pray to God for anything, it will happen to you. And God says, I understand that. But that prayer that you think gives you everything should be part of everything you do. The prayer you assume that gives you everything should actually be part of everything you do. So prayer is not everything. Prayer should be part of everything you do. Now, to every desire you have, there are things you must do in attachment with prayer so that thing can find you. If you're a poor man and you pray that God should give you money, he wouldn't carry money from heaven for you. It gives you strength to labor in honor so you can enjoy whatever you have in honor. Am I communicating, church? Now, once he sees that you can manage what he gives you, he now gives you either talent or men that have talent that give it to yourself. Nobody in life walks into wealth because they work hard. I'm telling you, listen to me. My sisters are studying business in school. I know people that they did their PhD in business. They are still working in Amazon companies as, as PhDs. And even the person employed that hasn't gone to school. It takes more than what you know to make money. Am I communicating in church? Oh, hello. So, let's say he wants to have money. And the Lord has given this man knowledge on how to keep people. But he doesn't know that the people that come around him are his currencies. And he begins to maltreat people anyhow. The people that were meant to give him what he wants in his life came and they left. And he's praying, oh God, why is that prayed for money? And God says, I give the money to you in person. Because whatever you want are always personalized to mankind. Now, humility is a virtue. He doesn't portray that act in prayer as a secret person. He lives that life of, of humility, both in secrecy and in flesh, and in public. So God says that is called integrity. When your words are not different from your action. So God says, there's a posture I have held that gave me access to what I have today. Not until you enter that realm, forget about me. So those of you thinking living anyhow is because you want to live anyhow. You are destroying yourself. You are giving the enemy chance to postpone whatever God is giving you. And remember this. Everything you want, it has been placed in time. You, your own sins can change God's time for your life. You didn't get me. I made you understand that this life, eh, when you start any journey without Jesus, and God wants to show you mercy, he wouldn't let you continue from where you fell. He will bring you back to where you began from. He will let you start. So, just look at the pain of getting to realize your mistakes at age 50. Imagine getting to realize that all the things you thought were the most important things were not so, and that you <laughs> you now understand that ah, life has cheated me. God will have to bring you back to zero. So don't blame God for making Abraham wait for 25 years. He was zero in spirit when he met him. 
and that his physical knowledge then wouldn't permit him to uphold the life of Isaac. Am I communicating? Are you aware that the letters, the letter you, you use in writing, they are also called characters? What don't you know? Letter A is called character. B is character. Do you know why? Because A in the morning is A in the evening. B in the morning is B at night. Am I communicating? The B at night can be B in, in six days to come. If that makes sense. It remains the same. You were taught A, B, C, D from infancy. It hasn't changed till now. So when God says you have a half, it means the things he told you to live by, you shouldn't change from it. Once you compromise our life, you have, you have ejected me. I don't see the essence of being part of working. As simple as that. So God says, in order for you to have guiding life, before you ask help, be upright in the place called integrity. It's easier to command miracles if you know how to work in them. Do you hear me? We live in a very careless generation. Where people don't think about how others feel. And they think they can go scot-free. You didn't get me. <laughs> we'll soon pray. I'm not teaching here. We live in a generation whereby people assume that they can actually use people for their own benefit. And then throw them out after them using them, assuming that God will not talk. You didn't hear me. Am I communicating at all, church? We live in a very useless generation. Can I pray this way for you? That may mercy stretch forth his hand towards you. You didn't hear me. So that you don't have to go to the beginning stage of your life to begin this thing. Am I communicating church? Have a sit, sir. I'm ending now. I bless friends. March 1st. Is that Wednesday? Let's go Wednesday. Oh. I would, I would still extend my teachings here. If that makes sense. Because there are things I want to teach the church here. He says, the integrity of the upright will guide them. But the perversity of the unfaithful will destroy them. Please hear this knowledge. And you need these friends. And I pray for you. I want you to know that whenever you come before the Lord asking God for something, that request will only be granted once you begin to walk in alignment of destiny. These are these statements. Let me break it down for you. 
when you pray for anything it's either you don't know what why you are asking god for that or you don't know what you are asking god for oh talk to me church are you aware that somebody can ask god for something and they wouldn't understand why they've asked god for that thing just because the presence of that miracle they assume might add value to them and god says before you understand the value of miracle is a man you must understand who you are first in god if the message you can never be out of god's order and assume that whatever you deserve still find you prayer was not created in a way that it gives you everything you want it gives you that thing that's an alignment of your life so something can be good for mama hilda it can't be good for me the fact i'm associated with her physically doesn't mean i must have what she has that's the problem here you assume that because everyone is doing it it makes it right and god says no so mama give me a bible please mama has bought a new bible let me say this is a car she has a new car now, and i'm jealous of her that she has a new car and i'm angry that god why did you give her a car you didn't give me a car so i'm either jealous she has a new car or i also begin to work so hard to get the car she has or begin to pray she has the same car too meanwhile what god wants to give you get a car probably he's sending me to own a flight oh am i teaching you <laughs> am i teaching you this is why God never shows a man the full picture of your tomorrow. So that you will learn to prioritize every moment of the spirit. If God should tell you what will become of you in the next days of your life, I bet you people wouldn't pursue the need of intimacy again. I don't know. Because they will assume that no matter what happens, life will still honor them. Talk to me, church. Please, those of you with your children here, when last did you see your child pray that you will feed her? You woke up one morning, then the child is praying, Father, let my mom feed me. Father, let my mom not forget to feed me today. Father, every day my mom forgets to feed me. <laughs> or you are here, you have so much issue that you forgot to eat. Let me see your hand. Talk to me. It happens, eh? Well, for three days you didn't eat. Why you say ah? It's a lie. Eh? <laughs> Mama I like your voice. You say lie. <laughs> Somebody say fire. Okay, two days you didn't eat. Two days. It's either you eat physically, but you enter emotionally. <laughs> God is good. You know you can eat as in eating normal food and you can eat as in eating well. <laughs> it's two different things. <laughs> oh, praise God. Now, the Lord wouldn't show you what lies ahead of you so that every instruction he beckons upon your soul, you wouldn't say no to his will. It doesn't make sense. But as you are praying unto God for what you desire, He's teaching you that that thing that will stay in your life 
is built on the character you possess. That's the issue. It's hard for people to understand what integrity does to them. It's hard for people to understand what the truth does to them. It's hard for people to understand what it means to be chased before the Lord. It's hard. It's hard for people to understand why they must forgive others. When, when, there, is, when there is no track of character, you, you are nowhere seen in God's life. In life, eh? it is hard to forgive somebody who isn't sorry for what they've committed. Did you hear me? I was in London preaching, and then a lady came for the conference. So, as I began to preach, God told me she has cancer. When I laid my hands, God told me that her husband cheated and she hasn't forgiven the man. And I said, Your cancer started when your husband cheated. She began to cry. I said, Too much thinking is killing your soul. Not any demon. <laughs> Integrity of the upright will guide them. <laughs> God is good. She called us two days ago, telling us the instant change in her body because she sincerely forgave the man. You know, hatred is a burden. You didn't hear me. Hatred is what? It's a burden. It, it takes too much to hate. Oh, you don't know. Have you seen any beautiful hatred before? Haters are never fine. They can never be handsome. Because once you see somebody glow in skin, you are envious. Am I communicating, friends? So, please understand this, friends. If God must give you what you want, seek for the inte in that integral part of life and live uncompromisingly in that way so God can attest of life. Because you not having a testimony will be a shame to you, not him. Others understood this part and they worked in that circumstance. If that makes a difference. It's a pity that people can't work in that life of God. It's a pity. Let's read our final quotation. I pray for you. Have I blessed us all, please? Clap your hands together for Jesus. Oh, yeah, Moshos. Mantegia de Lemantas. Proverbs 6, verse 16. Jesus. Jesus. Are we there? So these six things the Lord hate. Yes, seven of them are abomination. The verse number 17. A proud look. Whenever we begin to talk about integrity and we say choose a life of character, I'm sure the things you must not live by. These are things God hates when he says a man leaves them. He says a proud look. You know pride? You know pride now. Pride makes you feel you are better off than anybody. Elijah said, 
Am I the only surviving prophet in this land? And God says, shut up. There are 7,000 men who haven't understood what it means to compromise their faith. It was pride that made him believe he could be the only surviving prophet in the land. Anytime you entertain pride, understand this, in the rest of the spirit, you've reminded God hardly any rebel against them. Pride is a demon. They are people that are so full of themselves. They can never be corrected. Never, 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 never. I told my daughters on Zoom, if you believe you are beautiful because of a physical state, you are full. Because there are people that have fine face, they have no marriage. What takes you home and keeps you there is character, not fine face. I'm about to give events. A lying tongue. <laughs> this issue. Please, in life, eh, never, ever, ever, ever befriend a liar. They will sell you. They will sell your family. They will sell your children. They will sell, they, they will sell you too. I watched an article and I laughed. I saw some Yahoo boys sell airports to a white man. And the white man believed the airport was his. How can you say airport? Airport. Say, it is my uncle's own. <laughs> I can give it to you. <laughs> so the man came to claim the airport in Nigeria. <laughs> so the airport is mine. It's airport. <laughs> God is good. Ah, you have a friend. You, you, you confronted your friend about something. They were never honest to tell you what things were. All because they wanted to hide under the curtain. To show you something they are not. And you now believe them because people can hey, I'm not serious. Anytime you sense this in the life of people run. You know sometimes eh, the Lord makes us understand who people are by the things they do to us. But we are so not sensitive enough to tell who they are. Tell your friends. You watch a friend lie on top of somebody and you now call the person your friend. I'm not talking here. No, how on earth do you expect a traitor to become your friend? You should be a traitor yourself. Hands that shed innocent blood. Most of you think whenever we make mention of this, we are talking about killing people physically. Now, you just don't kill men with your hand. You can kill them with your words. An ungrateful man is a killer. Every ungrateful person you meet is a killer. Do you know why? Because they never in their life for once remember the act that somebody has done for them. Uh, I've watched people cry their soul out. And funny enough, the people that committed the deeds don't even live up to pay for half of it. They leave it for the unborn generation. Can I say this to you, church? A father got drunk and a son came around, saw the man's nakedness and called his friends. I'm not talking here. I'm reading a book by Bishop Dark entitled Loyalty and Disloyalty. It said, anytime you hear that somebody who's not a church member talking about your church, a member in the church, give the information. Our enemies have never been outside the church. Our enemies are inside. 
all of you sitting here, it's possible to become an enemy, all of you. I'm telling you, friends. I'm telling you. Judas was not a Sahindra. He wasn't a Pharisee. He was an apostle God ordained. Jesus ordained. The Bible says Christ prayed the whole night before consecrating waters. And Judas said, give me 30 pieces of silver. I'll give them unto you. Someone, someone told you that in his life, they can't inherit someone's enemy. And the person that caused you pain is their friend. And you still keep them as friends. I pity you. Feet that are swift. Sorry. The heart that devices wicked plans. Hey, some people's hearts are closed. I'm not talking here. They, they never think of Faith that are swift in running to do what? Evil. <laughs> Papa Suleiman said, if you want to know church members, declare prayer and fasting. He says, once you declare prayer, you will see the real members. They will come and give you excuses. Papa, have also I can't fast. About tomorrow's my auntie's birthday, I can't fast. I'm going somewhere important. I can't, I can't. No, no. But let them have an open chance to do evil. You see who they are. It takes more than prayer for God to answer you. A false witness who speaks lies. It is plenty in this country. Listen. And one who sows discord among friends. Ask your neighbor, who are you? Ask your neighbor, who are you? Time is almost up. <laughs> Somebody say amen. Clap your hands together for Jesus. <laughs> uh, have I taught a soul this? Listen to my last statement. And I want someone to record this audio for me. This particular last thing here. Because it is, it is coming from the depth of my heart. And you will need this thing for the next days of your life. Trust me. Like Solomon always told these people, keep your father's commandment. And tie them like necklace around your neck. Because you need them in time to come. Can I say this here? History is never about the past. History never dies. The act of men don't die because we forgot about those acts. They are covenant to enact through the things we live once we forsake what is good, evil becomes our cloth. The fact that a sin was committed indoor doesn't mean it wasn't open to God's eyesight. Because what a test of your being is your spirit. And spirits don't live in secrecy. Everything's open for them. Every act is a testament of a spirit. Every act is a will of a spirit. 
Once you engage in any act, you've accepted to work in consequences. And life never hides the consequences of man. God is the forgiver of sins, not forgiver of consequences. It can take God 20 years to correct a mistake of 20 seconds. It can take us 50 years to correct a mistake of 50 seconds. I want you to know that as powerful as God is, when people commit acts, it leads to their own intelligence. Friends, hear me clearly well. Before you act, think. This is how to minimize mistakes. Every human being that tells you that this happened out of a mistake is because they never placed knowledge above emotion. Nobody is strong because you overcame an enemy. You are strong because you overcame pleasure. A man's enemy is a man's pleasure. Friends, hear me clearly well. When God wants to bless, every act you live by becomes a testament of your life. Anger can talk. Disloyalty can talk. Pain can talk. Unforgiveness can talk. These are all the spirits that surround God. Until you are judged clean, you can be awarded. Thank you and God bless you for listening to Wisdom Moment with Prophet Benjamin Fodger. Don't forget to share with us how this message has been a blessing to you and your family on plus 324-9209-0454 or email us at office at benjaminfodger.org. Follow Prophet Benjamin on Facebook, YouTube, podcast at Prophet Benjamin Fodger. On Instagram is Benjamin underscore Fodger. Twitter is Senior Benjamin Fodger. And on website is www.benjaminfodger.org. Raise the moment with Prophet Benjamin Fodger. The vision, the mission, the passion. The